what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome back to Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fairservice, and yes, we are here talking about your Toronto Blue Jays, question mark. Uh, obviously, a very weird time for, uh, you know, the society in which we live, uh, of which baseball is a small part. So I don't think we need to waste any time. There's no, no need for, for banter, no need for the patter. I'm going to bring him in. Uh, you know, I do. We do this show with him, uh, and he joins me as always. Uh, old reliable, old reliable, Mister Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? You know, I'm. Uh, I'm here grappling with things uh, with you, doing a podcast. That's that's more of a "what are you doing?" answer than a "how are you." But I, I think it works both ways. It's always nice to have a nice little like a, like a weighted blanket of existential angst on top of you <laughs> when we're talking about sports, about fun and games. So it would be awesome if we could talk right now about how uh, a spring training game, a split squad game in, I believe, Bradenton, Florida, offered a, a, a delightful glimpse into the very immediate future of the Toronto Blue Jays in that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit a home run today. Bo Bichette hit a home run today. Uh, Nate Pearson got the W, got the win for what that's worth in spring training today. Awesome. Should be the thing that I would love for us to be here talking about excitedly. Don't know that we're going to quite get to that point. I'm sure we will. But, of course, the big news right now is that... Uh, the, I mean, we, have a, hmm? we, we have a long time to talk about that game, right? So We're going to go... Uh, your, not to step on your big news, but I think everybody might know the big news. <laughs> you do know the big news. Everybody knows the big news by now. If you go to MLB.com, they have unsubtly splashed the big news, which is I didn't think something they would do. Big red banner, breaking news. Opening, opening day delayed at least two weeks. Spring training games canceled. Following the lead of the NBA, which suspended its season last night as one and then two and however many more players have tested positive for COVID-19. NHL today announced their season has been suspended. Uh, NCAA basketball, baseball, tournaments on the men and women's side canceled. Uh, the Euro 20 with uh, all the millions of teams in it is on the verge of being canceled. It is a potential to be canceled. Uh, it's, uh, it's a pandemic, so the, all bets are off. Global pandemic, all bets are off, uh, and includes that means that means no sports. That means not bringing together this many people. Uh, we talked a lot about this on uh, the show earlier this week. If you haven't checked out Two Topic Tuesday, can I? Uh, I want you to go and, and have a listen. But the situation is evolving so quickly in terms of the the way that our, the way that everybody's reacting to um, the state, the news as it comes down minute by minute and hour by hour about about uh, the novel coronavirus, about COVID nineteen. But what we do know is right now. No baseball. Uh, the Blue Jays had they've you know put out a minor statement, I believe, but I know that there's um, uh, Mark Shapiro is going to speak. Um, you know, I guess on behalf of the organization, there's still some kind of official things to come out. But I don't know what else there is to say right now for the next uh, at least I don't know three weeks or so. No baseball. Yeah, that seems to be where we're at. Uh, uh, <laughs> it, it was it, you know it's it was a surreal day. Obviously, you know I'm thinking back as we do this now to what we were talking about on Tuesday night. It is now Thursday evening, uh, though nobody will be listening to this until Friday. That's you know, by now you know that that's how we uh, that's that's how we do things here. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, and now I'm thinking, well, I I hope I hope things are doing going okay there on Friday. Because uh, because uh, they could just you know go sideways at any moment it feels, uh, but but actually you know it felt like that for some of today when you know all the news and yesterday of course were you know things just were changing quickly but it seems maybe like 
you know, it's, at least it's certainly in the sports world, the shoe is already dropped. Like the, you can't do much more changing than, uh, oh, we're not doing sports for a while. So maybe this is just the new normal uh, for a little bit. And hopefully, you know, the, the spread of the virus slows and uh, and everything can, you know, slowly get back to normal after a little, little while. Right. That's uh, that's where we're at. I think. Absolutely. I think that I, I, my mind is gone is quickly gets to what are things going to be like when when um, when we do return back to a state of normalcy such that, you know, the fun and games of professional sports are uh, are back distracting us from uh, everything else and, and are back there providing an entertainment outlet and providing, uh, you know, all the different things that they do, in fact, provide. But what I wonder, I'm wondering what it's going to be like. Uh, how many of these might some of these changes stick um, in terms of, you know, uh, autograph lines, uh, access to the clubhouse, kind of these six, maybe not six foot barriers, but just, um, you know, what what's the new normal going to look like, I think is, is something I, I don't think it's an unnatural question, although it does sort of hand wave and gloss over all of the <laughs> messy uh, awfulness that's sure to come between now and it then. also i mean come on they they'll make a big deal of oh they're doing the autographs again and oh you know the this the on the other side of this it will be you know cause for celebration and 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 if it doesn't come back uh you know i think there's going to be a lot of of uh, of noise made about that, which is why I fully would expect it. it, it probably, I don't know. Tomorrow, like we think, no, you don't think. So? I I don't know because <laughs> I think back to the strike in in uh, the the work stoppage in the strike in 1994, and how mm-hmm. I, in my I was obviously much younger. That's a long time ago now. Jesus, that's 25 years ago now. <laughs> uh, but I remember uh, that. There was a big like baseball's back, and they they that was just that it was making a big deal out of the return to normal and the return of baseball and the things and making sure people got balls and and uh, and, and and increasing that engagement, but because that was more of like a PR save that needed to be done by the players in the league mm. collectively to to come back from that. This is different, and I the one thing that I keep remembering is um, is the spitball. Right, people. The baseball banned the spitball not because it was an unfair advantage for the pitchers, but because of the influenza virus, or the the the, the what I guess is called often the Spanish what, flu. What they called the Spanish flu, yeah. Uh, uh, that wiped out, that killed millions of people in 1918 and 1920. So they banned the spitball for sanitary reasons. And I don't. I mean, maybe at the time people were pining for the return of. Uh, of loaded baseballs and spit <laughs> and all that kind of weird, gross stuff. I mean, so, but that that's something that has persevered. At no point has there been any calls to bring the spitball back. They've obviously found ways around it <laughs> that are less, that are potentially more sanitary. But uh, and it's it's going to be uh, it's it's interesting. It's interesting to think about the think, think about the recovery and the comeback rather than the hill to climb between now and then. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Yeah, it's going to be weird. It's I mean, we we were discussing off air like what are we what are we going to do on this baseball coverage podcast and, and there, there are certainly many creative ideas that we can consider, but like that's I mean and hopefully it is just that. Hopefully it's just a boring thing that uh that everybody has to sort of put up with for a, a few weeks, right? But uh but yeah, it's going to be odd. I know there's going to be many much content created still. 
uh, by people working at home. And I think, uh, uh, you know, hopefully that will that will give a respite to the folks who are, you know, have their kids home from school and all these like actual practical, you know, changes that are like really happening in people's lives. Uh, that can be a bit scary. Speaking of scary, I want to take a quick break and send a shout out to Trey Mancini, <laughs> the Baltimore Orioles, had a, yeah. uh, a malignant tumor removed from his colon today. Super scary. Scary for, for anyone. Uh, uh, Trey Mancini is a young man, but like, you know, colon cancer is a big, is a big risk for, uh, for everyone, for men in particular, I believe. Again, I'm, as I said earlier this week, I'm not a doctor, but uh, shout out to Trey Mancini, a, a Blue Jays killer because he's such a really good player, but above and beyond, uh, uh, just a guy everyone wants to see healthy. Beyond and above and beyond the uh, the other, you know, the big the big things going on around there. But uh, you're right about what are we going to talk about. So one thing I will send a shout out to uh, two things. Number one, uh, thanks everyone for listening. We thank you for listening. If you listen to the new uh, er, midweek show, the early week show that we started to do uh, on that show, we teased. Or I, I sent out an email address. It's birdsalldaypod at gmail dot com. Hit us with your topics for what we are have dubbed. Two Topic Tuesday, uh, but also, yeah, again, that, that extends, as there's a lot as much baseball to talk about for the moment, new baseball, send us your topics that you want to hear us, see us cover, maybe beyond Tuesday as well. Um, one thing that, that, I, uh, that we, I saw people discussing today, and maybe we could just start real quick, I'm, I'm going to kind of throw this at you off, the, off uh, the top of my head out of nowhere here, so Stoughton's unprepared for this, I should... I should say um, that, that I think goes without saying for basically anything we're talking about, but okay. Well, they don't need to know that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. there are two things that, that uh, Andrew Bagley of, of the athletic mentioned about what, what should the, um, the rights holders, what should the, the, the TV broadcasters, what kind of uh, programming should they put out in lieu of the hundreds of hours of baseball that, that the season provides or in, in the interim. And the Giants is, are the team that, that Andrew covers. So there's a, a long list of exciting, memorable games from the last decade. And then I got started thinking about that could be a fun game for the Blue Jays. Well, a fun game for anybody to play if, unless you are, I don't know. Well, I'm trying to think, what would be the worst team to try to pick best games for? I think the Mariners are probably up there. Once you take out, like, Felix Hernandez's perfect game and, like, maybe Ken Griffey Jr.'s first game back and... Like there's not a lot, and even that, like we're already in Depends the dregs, right? <laughs> I mean, the, 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 you can you can go back to some of the winning years, you know, the uh, Ken Griffey's winning run and and whatnot. Okay, well, let, let's uh, use well, this. This is the framing the device that I used, which is the okay. HD era, because nobody wants to be watching standard definition television in the year 2020. So it's got to be. It needs to have been broadcast in HD. So that's maybe what 2004. 2003, 2002? Is that when HD sort of became a thing that everybody had? It's a good question. Uh, Let's use I that. I was not an early adopter, so I so I, I don't know when it was first like actually available. Well, right on top of your old television set, eh? You got the 4x3 <laughs> tube TV. But anyway, let's let's use 2000 and let's use 2004 then as a, as a, as our okay. kickoff point. So I mean, obviously, the obvious ones are you know the playoff games. In the wild card play, those are the in my. I tweeted about this. I call. I refer to them as like the R S T L N E. Those are the ones that everybody gets that they are uh, understood. Are there any others? What What was the one? Let's. Do, oh, we can almost do like a draft. So this is what we should have prepared for a little bit more. But let's do a draft. Yeah. No. If I'd thought about this, that'd be that'd be great. 
<laughs> well, go to my tweet. There's some good. There's some good solutions. James and To, who's a, who's a, I believe, hopefully still a listener, long time Twitter guy. Uh, I believe season ticket holder as well for the Blue Jays. He said, just start on August or July 30th, 2015, and play the rest of the season. And uh, yeah, you won't get a lot that, of arguments. I mean, that works. But there are yeah. obviously other games that that would come out that would come to mind. Um, number one, here's my number one pick. First pick in the draft, mm-hmm. John McDonald Father's Day. Yeah, that's a good one. That's good because that's so what we need to feel is like broken and shattered on the inside and like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was exactly thinking. I'm like, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm I'm ready for that just yet, but sure. <laughs> Fair enough. Um. Okay, your RSTL, uh, LN, and E. Mm-hmm. Those are the play the playoff games. The wild card game. Wild card game. So do we like David Price debut? Was that part of that? You could pick that and the draft. That's a good well, pick. Then I'm, then I'm going to draft David Price's debut. The, the, the game that broke the, the scores uh, MLB TV account. Oh, right. <laughs> because there were so many people with passwords mm. all trying to get in at once. It finally was like, hey, you can't. There's too many people on this. What well, this can't possibly be right. I don't know what the I don't know what the cap of like people you can share it with is, but many, the price many, game many definitely uh, definitely proved it, it. There is a cap somewhere. Uh, okay, that's a good pick. I think I might go to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Um, trying to get cute a little bit. I'll go with the um, 2009. I think it was in May. Yankees at Blue Jays, Halliday, Burnett. Good one. Very good one. Very good one. Um, yeah, that was great. Fuck. Uh, were you at that game? No, I wasn't. Were you? I was at that game. And it, you were at I, that I game. certainly was. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like, up in the 500s, like, mm-hmm. some dickhead in a, in, an AJ, or in a Yankees jersey not that far. Uh, in front of us, who uh, <laughs> who was uh, it must be said, uh, you know, took it like a champion when the whole section was just killing him all game. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I don't know the date on mm-hmm. this, but I'm going to go with uh, with, with the, uh, the 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 grand the what is it the the hat trick of home runs on like Hat Day or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Somebody else mentioned that one too. That was Edwin Encarnacion, right? Three home runs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it was Hat Day. I think is what the thing was. Is, is that is that correct? It might have been because there were hats everywhere. That was they because there were just there were just yeah. a ton of hats. That's all. That's all I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, my mind sometimes, you know, not so great. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was uh, that was a fun one that I thought you know a little bit off the board. Uh, I will go. I think there's. I believe it was must have been 2010 then, and it was the or was it 2011 when Jose Bautista Canada Day hit a, or Canada Day or the day before hit a home run off of um, Roy Halladay. Mm-hmm. Jose Bautista, yeah, it was took on Halliday that weekend at least. Yeah. Is in the red jerseys and all that stuff. So yeah, because the day before he brought out the 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 lineup, and then that day Bautista took him deep. That was a pretty good one. I like that game. That's that's an easy to run to remember. Uh, yeah, wonderful game. I am. Uh, I'm gonna go with the 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 Russell 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 Russell. Yeah, Russell that's game. a good one. I had that in my back pocket. That's a good one. That Did was you? Like, yeah. That's uh, like yeah. mid September against the Yankees, 2015. 
Yeah, and it was it was like it was just the game was on a knife's edge. So I I mean I I missed a bunch of it because this is why I I remembered it and stole it from your back pocket. Mm. So we're talking about some stuff off air, and I was I I, I it reminded me of a story about going to that very game, uh, in which one of the the, the gentlemen I was with, uh, just basically called on a whole row of dudes in the five hundreds and was like, <laughs> "You want to fucking go? Let's fucking go." And uh, we had to like rush through the city back to uh, to Kensington to watch the game on like a tiny TV. Uh, after you know they kicked us all out <laughs> after, after this bizarre like like because we were like he he walked out into the aisle mm-hmm. and starts like backing down towards the the concourse, being like, "Yeah, you want to go or some shit like that?" Uh, like asked me to hold his bag while he did this, and, and we're kind of just sitting there, my a couple of friends and I. And uh, there's a whole lead up to it, which is unnecessary. But uh, we're just sitting, and one guy goes down, and then like a bunch more do, and we're like, "Uh oh, our buddy's like now being like in a fight with six guys, and we're just sitting here." So we went down to the concourse in time to see him getting like tackled by the cops, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they eventually, uh, you know, cooler heads prevailed. But though we kind of like were on. I, I don't know. We were in. Um, we were. It was just two groups who were uh, uh, who were pointed out as behaving poorly, mm-hmm. even though it was mostly just one guy in our group. Um, we were asked to leave, <laughs> and so you did with dignity. Yeah, they're like, "Can we see your tickets? We want to make sure that you're still uh, that that you like they're they're all on the up and up and everything." We're like, "Oh, sure," and then immediately they're like, "Oh, for fuck's sakes! They're not giving us those tickets back." <laughs> Uh, okay, that's a good one. Um, there's yeah. lots of other, yeah, some other good ones yeah. I've got here that people have sent along. <laughs> uh, the one good one that, that reminded me was opening day in 2000, then opening day 2006, which was Roy Halladay against, uh, Johan Santana. And then BJ Ryan came in for the first time to get the save. That's a pretty cool oh, one. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, not. <laughs> there was, uh, I'm trying to think of other games, some other games, like, you know, random games kind of stick out. There was a, Roy Hall- there was a game, Halliday struck out 14 against the Angels that I always come back to in like 2008, where he was just like unhittable. It was ridiculous. They, I don't know why anybody even bothered going up to the plate after like the fourth inning. They should have just all packed up and gone home. Um, that one was, that's a, like a, just like a nothing game. And I've, I've talked about this before, one of my favorite games of all time. But I don't know how good it would be. As a, actually, no, it was good. It was good as I think about it. It was the day after my birthday. And the Blue Jays were playing the Rays in like the old days. And they were down by like two in the ninth. And then, or in the eighth, scored three. And then whoever came in coughed up the lead. And then they, and then Aaron Hill hit a walk-off home run in like the 10th inning to win it obviously and then i immediately left the the game and went to the went to watch the chromags at the at the reverb oh very nice best day ever very nice. best day ever That's my birthday good, yeah, yeah that, so that was pretty cool so I, that game may not have a lot of uh, of resonance with a lot of other folks but because it, <laughs> it was like two bad teams playing on a, a green carpet and rocco baldelli was playing center field as well it was a great day uh I don't know. You got any more? Any other ones you might want to grab? I mean, yeah, we we could start. We, we, you know, the the Brandon Morrow near no hitter, the mm. Dustin McGowan one. Yeah, the you know we can we can start naming a ton. I feel like you're ready to 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 end this exercise, which probably is the right call. Well, but, uh, but yeah, there are there are many we could we could. Uh, 
we could you know send as hints to the the programming folks uh one game that i remember <laughs> boring is... journey we're about to embark on yeah. <laughs> no we got lots of we got lots of fun stuff that we can do both here on the podcast and, and other places too uh, one game that I would love to will go back and watch. Somebody somebody sh- tweeted this at me about a, a game in 2015 against uh, uh, Brett Cecil struck out the side with the bases loaded. Is that what it says? No, he struck out the side with a tying run on base. And I'm reminded of two things. A, the Jesse Carlson game where Jesse Carlson came with the bases loaded, nobody out, and got and got out of the jam. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then also yeah. later that year there was a brawl that Jesse Carlson was like prominently involved in. And it was just, it, you could see that like he had that in him, right? It was yeah. just like, this is, this is what this guy's here to do. Uh, and it was great. Um, but so thank you for that. Uh, the re- one of the reasons I brought this on was, I don't know if you, uh, you, you probably don't uh, follow LeBron on Instagram. So the, so the thing that people talk about with LeBron all the time is how he has this crazy basketball brain. And I don't know if you've seen him do the thing where he has like total recall of games he's just played where he'll just mm-hmm. be like, just like list every shot, like every trip in an entire game where he, and he does it like it's nothing. Well, like, oh yeah, they came down, they took a three from right. the corner and people are like, you know, that's not normal, right? Like you, that's super weird. And he's just like, <laughs> right. Oh, I don't know. I just, that's the, that was what happened in the fourth quarter. Uh, so LeBron's Instagram today is LeBron at home the day after the NBA suspended the season, watching old Heat games with him and Dwayne Wade, like going through watching all these old <laughs> all these old highlights, which I, I I love. He and if you because he's obviously such like an absolute lunatic for the game, like he's just obsessed. He's it's, he's been a professional basketball player since he was eighteen. Some would say even younger, <laughs> and uh, and it, but it's just like he just has so much an appetite for it that there he is watching these ten year old games of him and Dwayne Wade throwing lobs, uh, you know, out of the gym. And uh, I'm sure, I'm sure that just there are just many baseball players who have other interests who are like maybe not at this time of year. This is the this is the thing. Well, this is the time of year they're all geared up. Maybe in August these guys mm. would be like, hell yes. A little bit of a break, but but now, but I'm sure they, there are guys who are they like, don't even know the the laws of uh, for hunting in in all their various jurisdictions at this time of year. Well, so that's that's one thing that's interesting. I'm glad you said that. We can kind of get back on track. So again, the, so what we wanted you to do? Send us your game. But what's the game that you would want to watch? Send it. You can hit us on Twitter, hit us on Facebook, or uh, or hit us at the birdsalldaypod at gmail.com. And while you're online, of course, you can subscribe to the to the show. You can subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, because Birds All Day this year, when there's no baseball to play, free to everybody. Sweet. Subscribe, download, rate, review. T- different teams have different plans, it seems like. So I saw the Diamondbacks have opened up their training facility to the players. And like, if you want to come and like hit, work out, and hang out, if you're already here, if you've got a lease on a place, like obviously don't go breaking it, like hang out and, and come. Well, other teams, I think I saw the Giants have in fact closed their facility. So it'll be interesting to say, see what Mark Shapiro and the Blue Jays plan to do. Uh, they've got this brand new shiny place that's uh, presumably clean. And uh, also, again, they've been encouraging people to team players to, to move or, or spend their winters nearby. So it'll be interesting to see those sorts of things. Um, again, I think the biggest thing is more about the gathering of people uh, in, in bigger numbers. There hasn't been a call to everyone for everyone to self uh, to isolate or anything like that that could come. But in the meantime, I don't I don't know. What do you think? Do you, do you, uh, do you think guys are going to take go up on that? Some, because the reason I said that is that some uh, the Diamondbacks are the example I use where I don't know Zach McKellen. I think his name is who was kind of tweeting this all out, saying that they also said if the players want to go home, they can. 
So uh, I don't know. What do you think? Like, do you think our guys are going to hang out again? There's no, there's no timeline here. So it's after a while. Who wants to be hanging around? In yeah, Florida if you don't need to. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you presumably there's all sorts of sort of cascading implications, right? I mm-hmm. mean, when you start thinking about like, okay, well, what I sort I half facetiously, but also somewhat seriously, like I was tweeted last night about you know what what happens what what happens with service time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you kind of assume. Uh, like another idea, you know, you're assuming that the the season will start up, so you don't you want to be you want to kind of stay sharp. Uh, you know, I'm thinking the service time thing. I'm thinking about Nate Pearson, for example, but also, you know, he's a guy who needs to build up innings, and and you know, mm-hmm. they're they're probably not going to just like sit around for a month, right? I mean, I think that that, but that also, you know, the league has to figure this out rather, relatively quickly, right? Like, what is the schedule going to look like when they come back? But we don't really know, so I, I don't know if they're going to have to. You know, it would be good to lay out. I think the the, the potential consist, uh, contingencies. You know, I've heard people talk about, uh, or not not you know not necessarily seriously, but saying like, okay, what about neutral site playoffs? You know, what about extending the season in that way? Mm-hmm. You know, is that something we can make work? But then you know that all trickles back to how pitchers are going to have to ramp up and what their workloads look like. And, and, and there's a lot that has to be coordinated mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of like the practical matter of playing baseball again at some point in 2020. No, that, 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 that is the, the thing that's hard to um, envision. Again, when, when I'm thinking about this, uh, you know, post financial apocalypse or uh, uh, idyllic world we are going <laughs> to live in where uh, like at the end of fight club or something, but uh I haven't thought about yeah what our guys going to have to get kind of going to ramp back up and that's the the uh, the timing is such that like everyone's pretty much ready to go now so how far uh how far back and and what's it going to mean for for the season again there've been so many you know the it's again I I'll, I'll, I'll caution isn't the word it's so much different than a work stoppage for labor strife or you think back to the NBA season when they played 55 games or whatever, 56 games, and they uh, just like completely overloaded the schedule and teams were playing four games in five days and like back to back to backs. And just it was a really bad situation, I think, in a lot of ways. This isn't like that. So my hope is that there isn't that same urge, A, to rush back too soon and to overdo it when they do, in fact, get back to the to the important business of fun and games yeah that's a, i think that's a good hope i think they're smart enough to know you know they're, they're they're quite in tune with uh the health of their investments i think at this point and that's obviously you know we talked about it kind of half jokingly earlier in the week when all the all, you know the only <laughs> the only thing that was different was the players you know were not having media in the locker rooms and stuff mm-hmm. more like uh, you know the there is an an, uh, an element of asset protecting that's going on here, and I'm sure, I'm sure they can figure something out when the time comes that it, you know that we that, that it's back to sports. But yeah, you're right that the that pushing that button too soon uh, would be a problem. But it's obviously going to be a temptation, and that's that's sort of been interesting to watch in all of this. You know, this unfolding nightmare is just like the response of. Just where you can see like the nakedly uh, dollar first responses, right? As mm-hmm. opposed to you know when people are actually acting like humans and treating this you know, with the seriousness that it, it deserves. No, and that's uh, 
that does definitely speaks to just the speed at which the, the situation is evolving, where when we spoke earlier in the week or in the previous episode, we had been talking about the sort of cynical, don't bring your refillable cup to the coffee place, but bring cash, like those sorts of things. But, but that these teams have, um, in a set, the leagues have essentially had their hand forced by the NBA, which now has, is the first, uh, here to have players, um, uh, have to have who have contracted uh, COVID nineteen, so the leagues are lose are going to lose a money hand over fist with this, right? And and um uh, and especially as again as we talk about the 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 cascading effects. So and you know the big leagues are they are losing money, but they are well situated to handle it um, in terms of the, the the variety of revenues that are coming in. You're seeing, oh yeah, uh, but like they're just—they're going to buy the dip in the in the stonks, right? Oh, I the mean, stonks are going to go crazy, but well, you know, but you like know, you, all these people with money sitting around, they're just going to just going to buy back in when it's cheap. Well, they don't the, have any money; they, 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 won't, they, they lost, won't feel a difference. They lost it all in the last ten days. But one thing I wonder about is: might the contraction of the national league or of the minor leagues now happen in a much more organic way? <laughs> no, I mean like it's. I, I, I'm just thinking. I mean, I know, I, I know that it's dumb for pitchers to hit, but I, I think we could, we still have room for those teams. Yeah. <laughs> you hate to see the Pirates go, but they really they're just run that poorly. That uh, you know, it's just some. There's only room, only no more room in the end. Uh, yeah, no, sorry, the minor league. So, so how much of the of the minor leagues uh, will survive, uh, depending on the length and the and and the duration and the seriousness of the of the time that they're out. Not to mention. And the and the willingness of the of like the teams to pay guys who aren't on the forty man. Yeah. So right? like, a the willingness of to play to, uh, for them to 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 pay those guys, the guys who aren't playing, who aren't even getting the per diem that's like helping to keep them alive during mm-hmm. the season. How many of these guys are going to be like, you know, fuck it, I'm going to become a lawyer, goddammit, or I'm going to be I'm going to become a CPA, or I'm going to, you know, be a baseball player and. I don't know. God only knows what they do, but uh, but yeah, like. So. <laughs> but it's also gonna, it's going to it's going to put it's it's going to show the lie that is the financial argument against you know, the keeping the minor leagues around. Right? I mean, it's like, oh well, we gotta we we have to lower our costs. You know, we will you, you know you'll see right through, uh, you know what they what what is possible for teams to do if they you know, do right by all these employees, mm-hmm. uh, but they absolutely can and should. And if they don't, it will be, uh, you know, pitchfork time, I think. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is a good opportunity because we, uh, I know the Blue Jays have announced like a spring training refund policy. I don't know as of the time of recording that I've seen if they've made a statement on what's going to happen with the uh, the people who work at the ballpark, for example. Mm-hmm. So... I think that right now what we're going to do is we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk to Caitlin McGrath, who is in Dunedin. So we're going to get some uh, instant reaction or some updates and information from her about the evolving situation and what the Blue Jays have to say about what's going to happen in this, the wake of the delayed start to the 2020 baseball season. Before we talk to Caitlin we got to talk about the Black Tux. The Black Tux believes every groom deserves a better experience when it comes to finding formal wear, either a suit or a tuxedo, for their big day. 
Did you know the black tux was actually started by two guys who had one of the worst tuxedo fittings you could imagine? It turns out they aren't alone in this frustration. Just listen to these one-star reviews from competitor tux shops that shall not be named. One guy said, go elsewhere. This place is pretty terrible unless you're dressing like your grandpa for Halloween. Another said, we felt weird buying a suit from somebody so unhappy. We were afraid his bad vibes might follow us on our wedding day, so we left. What I love about the Black Tux is that they have an easy online ordering process that brings your suit or tuxedo straight to you. Just pick a style at theblacktux.com and request a free home try-on so you can feel the fit and quality before you commit. And if online isn't your style, the Black Tux has showrooms all over the country where you can find your fit and plan your look. From there, they'll ship your order two weeks before your wedding so you can check it out one last time. Talk about commitment. Whether you're buying your outfit or looking to rent, you won't find a formal wear experience or designs like the ones you'll find at the Black Tux. So if you want your wedding day to be remembered for the right reasons, order your suit or tuxedo at theblacktux.com and enjoy 10% off with the code JAYS. That's theblacktux.com promo code JAYS for 10% off your purchase. The Black Tux, formal wear for the moment. All right, as we mentioned before the break, which we recorded last night, we're going to connect with Caitlin McGrath of The Athletic, who is down there in Florida, who is going to give us whatever she's got, essentially, on uh, the mood and the news today that's come out um, as the Blue Jays react to the suspension of spring training and the delay of the start of the regular season. Caitlin joins us live from Florida. Caitlin, how are you? Hey, guys. I'm good. Um, So, yeah, it's been a pretty surreal couple of days here. I guess really about the last 24 hours and maybe a bit more of that at that point. Um, So, you know, yesterday when we arrived at spring training camp, um, we all kind of knew what what had happened the night before with the NBA. And so we all kind of had this sense, at least the reporters had this sense that we were just going to be sitting around all day yesterday, kind of just waiting for the inevitable um, that they were going to take some kind of action. We didn't know exactly what it would look like, whether it would just be cancellation of spring training, whether it would be no fans in the stands, whether it would be, you know, a total shutdown. Um, so, you know, in the morning, a lot of us were sort of just figuring out how we were going to handle the day. Um, but, you know, when it came to the players, um, it was fairly business as usual. We met with the manager that morning. Um, some of us talked to players. Of course, we're not allowed in the clubhouse right now, which has uh, been another factor of these last few days. But it was fairly normal. Um, the players who were going to Bradenton to play the Pirates got on the bus in the morning and they they left for their game. Um, the players who were remaining in Dunedin at TD Ballpark stayed and uh, the Canadian Junior National team was there. They were playing them. And again, everything was sort of normal and we were kind of wondering, are these games going to happen? And it kind of inched closer and closer to one and it seemed like little by little, some of the other leagues were coming out and saying that they were shutting down MLS, I think. And then around one o'clock or so, I think the NHL did it. And at that point, we knew the MLB, it was going to happen. But the games had begun at that point. So, you know, you're kind of watching these games and you're realistically thinking this is the last spring training game we're going to see for a little while. And I think there was a lot of question marks about even why those games happened. But at the end of the day, they did. Um, and, and so once word came out, obviously, from MLB that what they were doing 
was canceling the rest of spring and delaying the season by at least two weeks. You know, everybody sort of knew that was coming. Um, we didn't really have a lot of opportunity to talk to players because of just the nature of yesterday. Some of the players were in Bradenton and some of them drove home and we don't have access to the locker rooms. So the only player that we've actually had the opportunity to talk to about this was Jordan Romano because he was pitching against the Canadian Junior National Team. And, you know, he said all the right things. Um, he talked about how it was an unfortunate situation, but he sort of felt that it was coming. Um, he's a big sports fan, so he knew it was happening with the NBA and the NHL. So, you know, he said that obviously the players understand why this is happening. He said that from his own point of view, he knows that he's a healthy, I think, 26-year-old man. This coronavirus is probably not going to impact him deeply, but his grandparents were both down in Florida uh, watching him, and they still continue to be in Florida. So he brought that kind of personal perspective of the fact that he understood why they had to do what they had to do. And yes, everybody involved in the game would like for baseball to go on because we love the sport and, you know, the players want to play the sport. But I think he offered a nice perspective of, you know, looking at the bigger picture here and just seeing how this is necessary to, you know, stop the spread of this virus or just everybody has to do their part right now, big or small, to, to help the society at large. Yeah, I mean, baseball players are no different than anyone, any of us, right, in a lot of ways. I think that for uh, a lot of people, the Tom Hanks and Rudy Gobert really made it real, I think. And uh, you've seen a lot of baseball, a lot of players are all like saying the right thing. You know, there were some comments that Bryce Harper made a couple of days ago that I'm sure that he already regrets. Uh, so I don't know what else, what, like, what do you think? What's the, what do you think the team, so what was the, the team sort of saying? Yeah, so this morning we had a meeting, or we had a, a sort of a, a media briefing with Mark Shapiro, the club's president. And at, those, at this point right now, the facility, the Blue Jays facility is closed to the public. That, I believe that is a sort of league-wide mandate right now. Mm -hmm. I think the MLB has instructed, MLB and, and the PA, I should say, have instructed all the teams to close their facilities to the public through Sunday. And um, at that point, Monday, it's expected that um, there will be more information given to players. I think at this moment, the PA and the league are still sort of working out next steps. This is unprecedented territory for everybody, um, not just in baseball, but all the other leagues. And everybody's just sort of taking it day by day right now. So Mark Shapiro essentially told us that they really only are thinking in the next 72, 72 hours Today, players arrived for a meeting at 9 a.m. Um, Mark Shapiro, Ross Atkins spoke to the players, sort of reiterated um, kind of just like what is happening. A little bit of it was probably providing clarity on, you know, what exactly MLB decided, sort of telling the players about the cancellation, making sure that, that all that was understood, communicating clearly to the players as well. Um, it's been clearly communicated to the players sort of why this is happening um, again, this is a, a move to protect society. Uh, the players were kind of reminded about what basic symptoms are, and they were instructed that if any of the players exhibit any symptoms, they are to report to the team's medical staff and training staff immediately. Um, as of right now, no Blue Jays have been tested for the coronavirus. Um, I know that there was um, sort of news at the start of camp that Tanner Rourke was sick. He had the flu, um, and it's it's you know, he was tested for the flu and uh, confirmed that he had this sort of this, the more common strain of the flu. 
I'm not sure the technicality of what it's called, but um, so and, and in terms of sort of like playing and what players are supposed to do right now, there was an optional workout for players today. Tomorrow, Saturday will be an off day for players. And then Sunday will also be an optional workout for players. None of those are open to the public. And I believe that also players at this time have been instructed to hang around and wait out Monday when more information is given to them. So a question was asked to Mark Shapiro that, you know, if some players would prefer to be with their families right now, if their families are elsewhere, would they have that option? I believe the answer to that is that they would be supportive of that, but they're asking players to wait it out till at least Monday to see kind of what the general um, instruction is from the PA and MLB. So everyone's kind of in a wait and see mode, but that's kind of all we know right now. Um, and, and just other sort of issues. Um, the Blue Jays have kind of instructed their scouts to no longer fly. Um, and, you know, actually, I think almost broadly everywhere, there's not very much baseball to watch anymore. Even high school and colleges, I think a lot of those games and seasons have been shut down or postponed. So there's really not much baseball for scouts to watch at the moment, which is going to be, is going to have ramifications down the road, but that's obviously a discussion for another day. Um, so yeah, scouts have kind of been told to go home, um, not, not fly any longer and just generally be safe. And other than that, we don't really have any long-term answers. Um, a lot of questions that the team is working through, that includes how they're dealing with other staff and that includes event staff at the Rogers Center. You know, Mark Shapiro did not have a lot of answers, um, but he said that these are all considerations that the team has to work through in the next few days. That's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. Caitlin, uh, I don't know if you have any other thoughts. I mean, is, is anybody else on, on the beat? Was there any kind of chatter? Does anybody have any, uh, like, you know, there's a lot of a lot of whispers and a lot of speculation um, it does. It just doesn't feel like there's going to be much of anything. I would say even before like May. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of been asking some of my colleagues um, what what they're guessing, and I think when you look at the April 9th date, which that is taking into account two weeks beyond what opening day was supposed to be, April 9th would be a highly, highly, highly optimistic date. Even in a great scenario, even, like mid April would probably be great. I don't mm -hmm. know what the next steps are. I can imagine scenarios in which maybe by mid to late April they're preparing to play games, but those games will be in front of empty stadiums. I don't know how how much teams and leagues are going to have to abide by government sanctions. I don't know how quickly those will be lifted for mass gatherings. So, you know, baseball is in an interesting spot. I think that in a way it's the one league that has just a slight advantage just because its interruption is before the season. There's still quite a bit of time for them to make up at least a partial season. Um, the other leagues, the NBA and NHL, are obviously stopping in the middle of their seasons or, or you know, even quite close to the end of their seasons. And you know, any kind of delay in those leagues, it's really up in the air how they're going to finish them. Baseball's in a little bit of a different spot. Obviously, it's a it's a a long schedule for baseball, but I feel like they have a bit of time um, to kind of figure out and maybe they play a reduced schedule. Um, but really, we all don't know any more than people at home know. I don't know mm -hmm. if we know any more than, than the league knows. I think they're working through that. 
Um, and I guess all I can add is it's sort of been a bit of a surreal experience just kind of being down here as a Canadian. Um, and I've been with the rest of the my colleagues and uh, I kind of tweeted today also that I was actually on the, um, I mean, I will admit like a couple days ago, even when I left Toronto um, over the weekend, I did not expect to be coming home early. Um, I really didn't anticipate this at all. And I think that the whole world has been sort of surprised about how quickly this is all, I don't know, like escalated. Um, and so I was almost caught off guard that this was all happening so quickly as I think maybe a lot of people were, but even yesterday, I think a lot of us were feeling a bit uneasy and just figuring out the best way to get home. I don't think we necessarily felt like it was a good idea for us to be here. And just because you don't, you don't know what's going to happen in terms of travel restrictions um, and, and the, the best way forward, I think, was us just coming home as soon as possible. So I'll be flying home tonight. I'll be back in Canada. And, you know, I believe it would be best for me to self-quarantine. I, I think I have to read more about it. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just a definitely a situation now that we're all kind of navigating as a general society and together. Um, and uh, yeah, but it's been it's been surreal, I will say. I don't know. I've covered some weird things this spring. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, this is not normal. This is not normally what we're covering. And I think that a, a lot of us would have preferred maybe to just have a, a normal spring training, but this is happening. And I think we're all like confronting it just the best as it, we can and trying to stay as calm and, and also have the bigger picture and have good perspective about, you know, what's happening. Wow. It's a lot. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, we all long for the simple days of the Astros being the scourge of the earth, cheaters and, uh, and scumbags <laughs> and like what I wouldn't give just to go back to being able to boo Jose Altuve in peace. Uh, Caitlin, thank you so much. Travel safely. Uh, take care of yourself. Do what needs to be done. And we'll talk to you again uh, very soon about, hopefully, baseball. Yeah, sounds good. And uh, I will keep everyone updated. And, and, yeah, we'll definitely have a lot more to say and a lot more to write about as, as the time goes by. And, and hopefully at some point we're, we're just talking and writing about baseball again. Yep, absolutely. Awesome. All right, Caitlin, have a great one. Thanks again. Thank you. All right. So, yeah, thanks again to Caitlin. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. We'll be back again soon talking about uh, this and the Blue Jays and and all the fun stuff. As I mentioned before, hit us up with emails at uh, birdsalldaypod at gmail.com. Subscribe, rate, review, and uh, we'll talk to you soon on the next Birds All Day. Get that door, man. God damn it. <laughs>